Just want to let everybody know that on June 18th, we're dropping the Yeezus book, an illustrated narrative guide to Kanye West's sixth solo effort is featuring an in-depth look through the music, influence, themes, and production of one of the most hotly debated rap records of all time. It is a big, beautiful coffee table book that is really flashy and attention-grabbing and full of unique Yeezus-inspired art. It also, of course, has intense musical analysis written by myself and Chris Lambert of the Watching the Throne podcast, Donald Martin of The Most Unruly, and Martin Connor of Rap Analysis. You can find the book on KeenshotPress.com. Everybody wants to know what I would do if I didn't win. I guess we'll never know. So keep it love. I don't get enough of it. Jesus just rose again. Listen to the kids. Welcome to Watching the Throne, a lyrical analysis of Kanye West. My name is Chris Lambert, and today we're doing a story with DZ Brown. Yo, 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 what's up? What's up, everybody? <laughs> <laughs> yo, introduce yourself, let everybody know. Uh... Yeah, for sure. Uh, my name is DZ Brown. I'm originally from Bastrop, Texas. I reside now in Austin, Texas, and I'm an inspiring artist and a huge fan of Kanye West. And I've uh, been doing music for about... All my life, I guess. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's going and it's flowing well. But, you know, if you uh, do follow my music or don't follow me, you know, just type in D-E-E-Z-I-E-D-Z Brown. And uh, you can get to know me a little bit better. Yeah, and uh, I came across DZ from the South by Southwest listings. And I was just like, yeah, oh, Austin sure. rapper. And uh, put on his album Judith. And, like, not not I'm not trying to hyperbolize this, but it's <laughs> the closest album I've felt to what I felt with listening to Kanye from anybody else. You're making me blush. Yeah, it's just <laughs> just from the soundscape to the lyrics to everything yeah. it's doing, I'm just like, fuck, this is this is what I want from yeah. music. For sure, for so. sure. Yeah, a lot of people don't uh, realize, I mean, uh, I, I did a lot of studying, man. I, I, I broke my beautiful dark twisted, uh, twisted fantasy down, you know, <laughs> to a T, you know, and I listened to the elements, and so that's kind of why it sounds like that, you know, it sounds like Sounds like Kanye's little little minion brother or something. But uh, you know, I, I have fun with the project, so I really appreciate you jamming it and uh, listening to it. Yeah, it's uh, I mean, it's continued to be on cycle in my car and up. just listening and listening again. And I was telling you earlier, like every time it goes through, I get to another point where I say out loud in my car, just like this is so fucking good. <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> And kind of like look around. I'm like yeah. nobody. nobody <laughs> that's should, cool. Should man. I tweet it to him? <laughs> like that's nobody. Super super cool. And I think that's my biggest fear, man. Because I, I dropped it, you know, independently, of course. Yeah. So there's no label behind it. But I definitely think that it's one of those things that you're going to be able to go back on and say, "Yo, this is crazy." You know. Oh, yo, I found this at a record store. You know. It's like, oh, I didn't even know this existed. You know, this cat, this cat resembles Kanye. So. I'm satisfied with it. Well, and it sounds like something, like, I feel like there's a, a general sound that we're used to in uh, hip-hop these days, just in pop music in general. Yep, for sure. And this album doesn't get into any of that to me. It, it's very much in that My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy phase yeah. of feeling, like, broken out of out of time and place. Yeah, and I think that's what I focused on. You know, I, I didn't, I don't listen to the radio at all, so I don't know what's trending. I don't know what's going on. I 
basically just study that album and try to figure out ways to keep myself in my own lane, but kind of still blended what was uh, on what was going on at the time, it's like as far as Kendrick and all the other rappers and the flow patterns and the styles, you know. So I mean, that was that was a, re- a really huge key point for me, which is kind of like building my own space and then mixing it with all of the elements I learned from that album. So that's kind of like where it went and where I got it from. Well, so when you were breaking My Beautiful Dark Twisted mm-hmm. Fantasy down to its elements, what surprised you? Because you had been a fan of the album, obviously, before. Yeah. Um, when when I listened to that album, it made me feel like I had heard, I had never heard anything like that before. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like from the opera sounds and the guitars coming in out of nowhere. Like I had never heard or seen just the visuals. <laughs> I had never seen anything like that before. So I was super inspired, man. And it took me like two years to finish that album just because I wanted every single element in my brain to come out onto the project man so it's kind of hard to explain man but i don't know it was it was it was definitely a process it yes. was a process but i'm glad i'm glad we got it going so it's your own kind of beautiful dark twisted fantasy yeah, you could say that going you into... say that there's some, there's some 808 and heartbreak vibes in there um yeah. there's all kinds of stuff in there man but yeah yeah was uh anything surprise you in that process where you're just like i never i never thought about that regarding the album um I don't know about surprise me. I mean, I will say I never, I never imagined like live guitars being on any of my music. And so when I got that first guitar back, it was on Anna Winter every winter. That's the first piece I got back where I reached out to the producer and I was like, look, listen to this and then mimic it and see what you can do. And he sent it back. I was like, oh man, it's about to be crazy. <laughs> it's about to be crazy. So um, that, that was the experience I had as far as just like being surprised. And I've read some of the interviews uh, that you've done, and Kanye comes up, and the influence of Kanye comes yeah, up for sure. Uh, and are you happy with those comparisons? Do sometimes you're like, yeah. "Well, I have my own sound." Like, yeah, well, you know, it, it is what it is. You yeah. know, I'm I'm satisfied with um, people making those comparisons because I made that album off of what the industry placed in front of me you know i made that album off of like yo the industry says this is what you have to do to be successful so i went and i picked all of the things that they said i had to be successful with and i crafted that out so when people come at me and say it sounds like kanye it sounds like travis i'm like yeah it does it does it really does i mean this is what this is what the industry placed in front of me you know to and, and say yo this is what success looks like do it and i did that you know even though i was brainwashed a bit you know, I still did it, and I still came out with this cohesive project. So yeah, because I imagine doing the opposite of that, where you're like, "Oh, yeah. this is what's been successful." Fuck all that. <laughs> like, I'm just gonna go and uh, yeah. Yeah. bang on a tambourine. Exactly. And exactly. Rap over exactly. that. Exactly. Uh, do you have a Do you have a favorite moment on the album? Favorite moment on the album. Uh, I don't know, man. Um, I'd say. Toast to Balenciaga, that song, um, I think it took us like almost seven months to finish. Shit. You know, we were we were going back and forth from do we leave guitars in or and I had my you know, my buddy uh, on the uh, bridge of that song and you know he was crafting out his ideas. So I think that moment and spending that much time on that record meant a lot to me because of Kanye spending so much time on all of the lights. Mm-hmm. I don't know. He said that song was. He was working on that song for years, you know, yeah. and, and all of the features and how that was. And that's how I wanted to do it. But 
I don't think anybody was, I don't want to sound like cocky or anything, but I don't think anybody was on the level I was on as far as just like making that song something huger than it already was. And so, I don't know. I mean, it, I definitely think it'd be that one. It'd be that yeah. one. Um, There's something to the idea of like leveling up a song. Like yeah. it sounds good, but like when you're a fan of Kanye and you understand mm-hmm. like... You know you gotta push. And that's one of my, fa- <laughs> that's one of my favorite stories about like the college dropout leaked. Yeah. And Kanye's like, okay. And went back and like added shit, shit, yeah. shit. Like, I, I never knew that till right now. Yeah, made it different. Wow. And then when it came out, and it was only like two weeks between oh, when snap. it leaked and when it actually came out. And he went back and added shit, shit, added, shit. Okay. And so that probably explains like the interlude at the end and stuff like that. That's crazy. Okay. Yeah. And it's just, it's funny to think like, yeah, he went and was like, okay, this is okay. And now people have that. So <laughs> yeah. I'm going to give sure. him something. Yeah. I'm going to give him something next level. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Man. And so, where in the where in the process of this album, in terms of your career, would mm-hmm. you kind of place it? It's the first kind of major, like, solo album for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and what do you mean? What do you mean by like? I guess uh, like just where you're at in terms of putting out music. Is this kind of like the the introduction for like the larger? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah, this is more of an intro. Um, I definitely wanted to do an album like this just to see if I could do it. You know, after I heard you know my beautiful dark twisted fantasy, I was like, I gotta figure out how I can put an album out like that. You know, and I feel like this is that album. Like, okay, cool, I did it. You know, now <laughs> you know I kind of want to move on to trying to find my own sound yeah. and still blend some of those elements I learned from Kanye in there, but. I want people to be like, oh, that sounds like a DZ track. You know, I, I want to like definitely lock that in. So I definitely think say this is more like an intro to my career moving forward. Yeah. Hell yeah. And then in terms of uh, being a Kanye fan and yeah. having such like an understanding of where he went in his career, mm-hmm. what uh, how does that come into play for you and just your perspective on what's next? Um, that's crazy. Uh, it's crazy you asked that. Um, I want to start producing. Yeah, yeah. I want I want to start producing. I've been on eBay looking for MPC two thousands everywhere. They're around five six hundred bucks. Um, so I definitely want to get into that aspect of of music, learning more. You know, so I think that's kind of where I want to go. Yeah, yeah. it seems like a. Yeah, it's it's definitely as I'm looking on YouTube. It's not easy. You know, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, what is though? What is easy? And so. But that's definitely something I do want to jump into, is just as far as learning that aspect of it. You know? Yeah, because that's that's empowering in a way yeah. too to be able to have that and not just have to be sending back to yeah. this person, yeah, back and to finding that and searching for stuff and, and dealing with that whole jazz. It's <laughs> it's nonsense, but it's definitely yeah. something I want to dive into. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, speaking of diving into things. Kanye on Twitter today. Oh my gosh. Where do we start? Yeah. Where do we start with that? Yeah. Uh, today's the day, just for reference, that uh, Kanye had kind of like the all day tweets with the uh, I still love Donald Trump, make America great again <laughs> oh hats, Donald Trump tweeting them back, yeah. and just causing all sorts of kind of chaos. Chaos, yeah. In just the conversation. Yeah, like, definitely. I think I saw earlier before you guys got here. It was 1.5 million tweets today, just about Kanye. Wow. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. Like that's insane. But you know what? I think this is good because it's forcing people to express the way they feel, 
and and that's what it should be about you know a lot of people are not gonna like Kanye a lot of people will like Kanye but you're forcing people to talk and voice you know their voice you know we have this right to say whatever we want to say and he's basically giving us reasons to talk it's mm. like yo if you, you love it you love it you hate it you hate it who cares voice it say it you know you have a voice you're a creator you're an artist you're whatever you are voice whatever you have to voice right here right now I'm giving you the opportunity and I think that's the cool thing about it yeah it's one of those things where it's like when you put it in the frame of politics and mm-hmm. the current political climate yeah. you can see why people would be freaking out about this or that sometimes over dramatically yeah. but when you put it in the frame of just like day-to-day life mm-hmm. being empowered as a creative artist as somebody that's like working and living true. it has an entirely different meaning about feeling that kind of empowerment that's very true i definitely will agree with you on that one um i don't know i mean and there's there's some things in there that i don't think people understand i think they're reading it from this bottom line and not looking at it as the bigger picture of things you know when you think Kanye, you got to be thinking way out. You can't be thinking right now because if you're thinking right now, then he's going to lose you. And yeah. I think that's what's happening. I think that's where people are becoming lost. It's like, oh, what? He's wearing a Make America, what is it, great again? I don't even know what the hat says. Great again <laughs> hat, you know. Oh, he's endorsing Donald Trump. It's like, no, he's not, man. He's, he's trying to create some type of, you know, space in between the negativity of what's going on. He's spreading love somehow, even then the most you know, horrible way he's trying to spread love. You know, there's situations where we have to deal with this in everyday life. You know, there's situations where two people are together with children and then one person decides to opt out of the relationship and cheat. Now you have this relationship with these two children and you still have to love that person. You still have to find ways to love that person for the kid's sake, right? Yeah. But at the same time, you know what I'm saying? Now we're speaking on Donald Trump and it's like, yo, he's doing the same exact thing. He's finding ways to love this person no matter what the circumstances are. You know, and I think we got to think about it in that way. And then we can probably, you know, go down the road a little bit smoother. Yeah. Um, and you talk about Kanye being like a futurist yeah. in that way. And there's something about... I almost feel like he views Donald Trump as this somebody that was outside politics mm-hmm. that entered into politics at the yeah. highest level, mm-hmm. and it doesn't. He's not concerned with the the micro, the specifics of it, yeah. the drama of the last two years, the yeah. drama of the next two years. For sure. But he's just viewing it as like if you look at what this did and the current this creates, or how this diverts yeah. the energy of how it was to this new yeah. realm of things. Yeah. That in and of itself is like a really interesting topic, but then when yeah. you scramble it all up with all the politics, yeah, it becomes it, much more. It becomes yeah, one-sided, very one-sided. Yeah. When when you view it that way, it's more of an opportunity. You know, yeah. he, from the outside looking in, he's like, "Yo, this man just got elected president of the United States. Yeah. You know, anything is possible." Is probably what's going through his mind. Which is what he was saying in some of the tweets. Like, I'm being me, mm-hmm. and that should allow you to be yeah, you. exactly. And if this person was able to do this thing and have the opportunity now, yeah. like, you have that same exactly. opportunity. So go for exactly. it. Exactly. Exactly. It's giving us, it's putting it right there in front of us. We're not even taking it. No. I'm taking it. <laughs> I don't know about y'all. <laughs> I'm taking it in for sure. Hell yeah. yeah. That was a... Uh, one of the comparisons, because that all or nothing kind of thing, like he supports some aspect of Trump, 
Does yeah. that mean he supports everything? Yeah. One of the conversations I had that I thought was interesting, somebody was saying that, and I was like, well, what if you're still a Louis C.K. fan, and right. somebody was accusing you of liking, or of being a sexual assault okay. supporter, mm-hmm. or like a apologist at that point, just yeah. because you still liked Louis C.K.'s comedy? Right. Can Kanye not like the performance artist aspects of Trump without being labeled then a racist yeah. or... Yeah, I, I, and, I, and I think he tweeted this, and, and he, I think I, I can't quote it, but you know, he said, "I don't agree with everything, yeah. you know, but you know, I still love him, you know, and I, I think that creates some separation, you know, when it comes to everything else that's applied with Donald Trump, because there's a lot of stuff that goes along with Donald Trump, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but yeah, I think baggage. I think what what Ye is trying to say is there's certain parts of him that he can love." You know, and that's it is what it is. You know, he's he's free free enough to have his own opinion, to have his own rights, to love what he wants to love. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. For absolutely. Sure. Yeah. Well, uh, Kanye, uh, when yeah. did you first start listening? When did you become? Ooh, that's a good question, dude. Um, I mean, I, I think of course um, I started listening to Kanye West when College Dropout released, of course, but. Um, in middle school, I listened to a lot of Jay Z. Okay. You know, my my dad always my dad had every Jay Z album, and he was so mad at me because I used to take the CDs and I used to take the inserts out of the CDs and put them <laughs> in my backpack and go to school like, yeah, I got that Jay Z. Like that was the thing for me, you know. And 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 Blueprint One, I think that record was called uh, Never Change, which was produced by Kanye. Uh, uh, I'm still fucking with crime because crime pays out hustling same clothes for days I never change I'm too stuck in my ways like th- yay like and I didn't know that you know until like years on like yo yay produced that you know it was like and so I, I feel in my heart you know that being my jam that was my first encounter with Kanye you know and that was my first like yo I, li- I like this cat you know by just <laughs> listening to Jay-Z you know, but I think when all um, through the wire came out and all falls down, I used to sit in the mirror and just rap all all falls <laughs> down. Like that video for me was crazy. Seeing his his jaw in the um, what was that the metal detector in the airport, like that whole era. Just like I was like, I'm a fan. I'm definitely a fan. <laughs> yeah. Those music videos are just insane. Yeah. Like from the get go, he's just definitely. had insane music definitely. videos. Definitely, and even that first one um, through the wire, where he had to come out forty thousand of his own money. You know, to to make that happen, like that right there was like, yo, you know, this is crazy. This industry is crazy, but you got to want it. You got to be hungry, you know, and for sure, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And did that, uh, did those early Kanye albums kind of leave a blueprint for you? Yeah, definitely, man. Um, Definitely left, um, left some, some, and and what's crazy is I think on late registration, it was a record called uh, Drive Slow. And to see him like collaborate with someone from Texas, that, that made me feel really good. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, you know, this is possible. I'm about to be on a song with Kanye one day, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) I'm from Texas. So I think that for sure too, is kind of helped me just keep driving and keep pushing. And then of course, everything else that came with it, like the first Yeezys that came out, Yeezy ones with big, you know, chunky things with the like. I was inspired by all of that. You know, so <laughs> I definitely think that yeah, that those first stages with the sampling and, and seeing how cool it was to like be in this era where you can be a producer and rap at the same time was everything for me. So yeah, yeah, definitely. What uh, and then 
Were you worried when uh, Late Registration came out? Like, this is the second album, will I still will I still like what's there? Um, at the time, no. I wasn't, you know. Um, I was still listening to a lot of Jay, you know, and so I was a really big fan of all of that sampling and, like, those soulful samples. You know, I was a huge fan of that. So, you know, once that came out, you know, um, it was definitely... A process to where like okay I want more I want more I want more <laughs> you know so definitely stuck with me for a while and I feel like there's for a lot of Kanye fans there's a push and pull dynamic with yeah. the fact that all of his albums are so different yeah that's that genius there's some people that are just like I love the first three albums but then like or first like three and then my like 808s and heartbreaks like yeah no like Yeezus no yeah a lot of people don't like Yeezus that's weird um I I, I think that's genius I think it's genius when an artist can make all of his fans gravitate to this one spot and then leave and go way (laughs) over here and leave them there thinking that oh man like we don't know what's next like right now we're all in this the life of Pablo era we thinking that we're going to hear more of you know, uh, Wolves or um, what was the second record? I can't even think of what it was called. Uh, Father Search. My yeah, hands. that stuff like that. Right now, that's what we're thinking. We don't know. We don't know what we're gonna get. And I think that's the coolest thing ever. <laughs> you know, and, and uh, Kendrick does that a lot too. Kendrick does that well. You know, he brings his fans here, and then he'll go way over here, and then you just go running right over to where he is. You know, and I, I think that's genius. Honestly, that's super genius. Because yeah, I feel like a lot of musicians will just get their style. And yeah. then that's just what they do. Yeah, keep. And they'll just go with it. Dude. And that's cool, you know, but that's boring. It's very boring. Yeah, I'm not with the boring. No, that's one of the <laughs> things that, like, first attracted me to Kanye was the fact that it's just like, mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm going to... Yeah. I don't know what I'm going to get. And I liked this, but I love this. Yeah. And now I love this more, and, like, I don't know... Yeah. It's just kind of like... And it's funny because, like, you get friends and family mem- family members that try to talk you out of being so addicted to it. It's like, why do you like him so much? He's this, he's that. He's like, man, I don't care. What are you going <laughs> to do? What? what? I'm going to stop listening to him? So I think that's cool, too. But, you know, um, and then you got to think about the artwork aspect. A lot of people yeah. forget about that. Like, a lot of be- people forget about how the artwork can just push you to love someone even more. You know, and, and I and I put that into my own aspect in my own music and my own craft. It's like, yo, I gotta focus on this artwork. And this is the first thing people see before they even hit play. So, you know, it's it's, it's so many things that factor in, dude. Was there still a my beautiful dark twisted fantasy influence mm-hmm. on the on the Judith cover? Um there was. As far as the Jesus mm-hmm. being on the back of the bike. Um I felt like, you know, I, I I was talking about a lot of things in the album, and I didn't want people to think that I was going in another direction. I wanted them to know, like, yo, look, I'm going here. Jesus is with me. I don't know where I'm going. That's why he's with me. You know, I don't know. <laughs> I'm saying a lot of stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm speaking on a lot of topics, but he's with me, and he's going to guide the way. And I think I learned that from listening, you know, to Power and seeing, you know, all of the artwork and everything that went along with you know, my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. Yeah. It really sets a tone. Yeah. Like the head with the sword through yeah, it. Yeah. That probably will forever be his what is it? A what is it? I don't even know what it's called. His Twitter Twitter oh, photo. Yeah. Is that yeah, still yeah. it or did he change yeah, it? Yeah, no, it's still that. <laughs> yeah, it'll probably stay low forever. Yeah, yeah. It's so good. <laughs> yeah, it definitely like, is. If I I keep thinking like, do I want that as a tattoo? <laughs> like I've never thought of that, but that's clutch. Like that'd be I've seen some cool ones too that are like more geometric. Oh, okay. And I'm just like Kind of want it. <laughs> yeah. Kind of want it for sure. For sure. Um, 
And the Judith art, it's cool because it, it looks like it's going to be flat, but there's a little like dimensionality to it. As far as the hard copy or the uh, the, the like, painting, the painting. Yeah, it definitely looks clayish, huh? Yeah. That guy is good. His name's Gennaro. Gennaro, good. And um, I met with him through a friend, and I seen his work, and uh, I presented uh, the idea to him. And um, he was like, say no more, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, all right, cool. And uh, he sent some drafts back, and I was like, yo, this is crazy. This is going to be crazy. So I hope Kanye sees it one day. I think he'd love it. I hope so, too. I think he loved the artwork. I think he loved the music. If I ever get to meet Kanye, you gotta get. Him. We need to give him an extra like, seat. I'm just gonna be like, "Yo, yay!" By the way, <laughs> yeah, you're looking for music. Exactly. I got an album for you. For sure. When the the album itself, uh, the CD uh-huh. has that kind of Jesus influence. Yeah, with the, definitely with the with the, the, with the clear uh, or transparent um, backing. That that for me, um, you know, when I seen that on Jesus, I was like. I don't care. I'm going to do it. <laughs> it may be a bite. It may be a copy, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to figure out. And I think the, the craziest thing is the smallest things that get you. It's like, I don't care about anything. I just want the transparent stickers. That was everything for me. Like yeah. seeing the back of his album and seeing like he put a bunch of stuff on there that you didn't even have to put. But it was the, it was the most creative thing to me, you know, and when I was searching and I found that, I was like, nope, doing it. Don't care. <laughs> you can say what you want to say, but I'm doing it. And, and yeah, so that definitely had a lot of Yeezus uh, influences to it. Yeah. You're the first, I mean, I don't see a lot of CDs these days, but yeah. that's the first one that I've seen that's kind of had a twist on the, yeah. the Yeezus cover. And now Post Malone's just done a twist oh. on the Yeezus Have cover. Have you seen Vince Staples? I haven't. Is has the same influences as well. It's mm-hmm. transparent, and then it has the fish in the middle. Check it out after this interview. Um, and, and I seen that, and I was like, all right, well, he copied first. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to copy then, and it doesn't make me a copycat. But yeah, man, I mean, it's Kanye, so you, yeah. get, you get a pass. Yeah, he's yeah. just like, do whatever. Yeah, definitely. Like. He, puts, he puts all of this out here for us, and that's what people forget. Like, this man is paving the way you know, for us creators to, to be able to express ourselves and do what we want to do. Yeah. So, what uh, He just had a tweet the other day that was, it doesn't matter where you take it from, it matters where you take it to. Yeah. Which then led to some controversy because apparently there's this group that says that he based Yeezus off a Wild EP. Oh, wow, I didn't know that. And took imagery from this guy's, like, artwork, Uncle Luke. I need to research that. Yeah. Uncle Luke, that sounds like... <laughs> Sounds like the guy from Florida. Um, no, nah, I'd never heard of that. I'm gonna have to research that. But you got to think about that. Like, you have to be influenced by something yeah, or right. somebody. There's no immaculate conception. Exactly. You know, a lot of people, you know, confuse that. But for me, I put Kanye in a cup. I put Jay Z in a cup with a splash of Kendrick and a little <laughs> bit of Travis, and I stirred it up and I made an album. You know, I'm not afraid to say that. Um, it's just how you display it and the creative spin you put on it afterwards. Yeah. That's all that I mean, matters. There's never a time that I've listened to the album where I've been like, stole that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. And, and then what's crazy is, is that, not to toot my own horn, but I'm good at it. I'm, I'm good at, at studying this dude, you know, that no one's going to be brave enough to do it. No one's going to be brave enough to say, I'm going to make a song that sounds like some Kanye. You know, and if they do, it's going to sound like, you know, click or something like that. That's a little bit more left. You know, it's not going to sound like, you know, 
you know, power or something in those lines. So, who is there an album you can think of that's like in the vein of My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy? No, I don't think I've heard that. There's not, but I don't know if you've heard Vince Staples' album. It resembles, in my opinion, it resembles Yeezus. Okay. Not not from the lyricism, but more so from the bravery in the production mm. and where he went. I felt like he jammed a little bit of Kanye before he crafted it and said, okay, I'm brave enough to do this, you know, and he went in with it. So that's the closest thing I've heard, honestly. I need to listen to more Vince Staples. I like him. Yeah. I, I like him because he's... He's himself. He's confident. You know, he's going to say whatever he wants to say. <laughs> and I love that. I, I love that in an artist. So. I uh, I saw he had that Kickstarter set up. <laughs> oh, was yeah, like, that was I'll hilarious. Shut the fuck up. Like, <laughs> if you donate, <laughs> yeah. what is it, $2 million? Yeah. If not, then shut the fuck up and let me do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what did it, it raise like $7,000? Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah. It was a real GoFundMe page for yeah. it. Yeah. Wow. Did not know that. Yeah, it didn't get close, though. It didn't get <laughs> I'm sure it didn't. I'm sure. Which I kind of wish... I it mean, did. I, I want to see more, but then part of me is just like, what would have happened? Yeah, exactly. And then you got to take it back. Since we're on that conversation, you got to take it back and say, are you brave enough to do that? Remember when Kanye and 50 went at it and he said he was going to retire if Kanye beat him? And then he's like, oh, well, people say stuff all the time. <laughs> like, no, you need to retire right now. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? So Hang it up. Give me know, your mic. It's all for, you know, bringing people in. And, <laughs> you, know, you know how that goes. Yeah, what a feud that was where they're like oh, hugging and like laughing. <laughs> that was super fun. I, I, I remember that like it was yesterday. I was in college. I was a freshman. Did not want to be there at all. I think graduation had just dropped, and I was like, I am out of here. <laughs> I'm out. This album is crazy. I'm done. So, yeah, man, it's crazy. What uh, what stood out for you on graduation? Because that, that was different in a lot of ways I, to I, the I previous think, albums. I think the creative part of him just traveling, and I think he found like some samples in Africa. Mm-hmm. I, I want to. I, I think, and I think Common Common came up on it first, and then like Common passed on something and gave it to him. Like that, just that creative part, man, of like just traveling and, and finding different things as you maneuver through your journey was crazy for me, man. The artwork was crazy, the sampling was crazy. I don't everything about that one. Like that's definitely my second favorite album for sure, for sure. Nice. Yeah, Big Brother, I Wonder. All that, man. It was good morning. Jeez, I can go on forever. <laughs> so as a big like Jay-Z fan, too, when you heard yeah. Big Brother for the first time, were you like, yeah, oh. Yeah. Because <laughs> you don't hear artists being that honest. Yeah. You know? And, I mean, J. Cole does it a lot now. I think he's one of the more honest rappers that's not afraid to voice his opinion to other artists and other inspirations. But Kanye really originated that. You know, people were beefing. You know, people were beefing and making diss tracks, but you never really heard someone come on a record and idolize and say, yo, I love this cat. You know, this is what we've been through. This is how I feel about him. This is my big brother. You know, so that was everything to me. And especially what's going on now with them. Yeah. You know, and, you know, you got to just say, go back and listen to it and kind of just like try to apply those things to now, which is hard. But, hey, you know, it is what it is. I'd like to see what would happen if they were both sitting in a room and you just played mm-hmm. that album on repeats. Yeah. Or that record on repeat, yeah, and, and just let them. And I was de- I was watching a Jay Z interview last week, the the Letterman one, maybe. No, I don't think it was a Letterman one. I'm not sure who the interview was with, but he asked him about Kanye, and 
Jay-Z's response was. He just didn't agree with some things, but they just needed to have a conversation. That's yeah. all. He even referenced Kanye, and he was like, you remember when Kanye said racism's still the law? They just be concealing it? Like, you know, so they still have love for each other. I think they just disagree on some things, you know, and they just need to sit down and talk about it. Yeah. Over which, some beats. Yeah. Which, if, if Jay-Z hears beats, then, you know, that's <laughs> an automatic, like, okay, let's do this, you know, so. Yeah. Pulls, yeah. pulls that Gucci bucket hat down. <laughs> yeah, for like, sure. <laughs> yeah. That, um, that, uh, it always surprised me, like, getting into the Watch the Throne era because it was just, like, that was so cool when that record came out and they were so huge. Mm-hmm. And then for just, like, two years later, it's Kanye's wedding and Jay's not, yeah. not there. I remember thinking, like, yeah. is there something Is there something there? Yeah. And it's just never... Exactly. And it's so it, it, it sucks so bad because we don't know what's going on. We can only just guess, like, oh, maybe he just doesn't like the Kardashians or maybe he doesn't want to be... On camera, because you know they they display everything, yeah. Which is you know it is what it is, but we don't know we don't know what really goes on. I mean, because we can look back and they sit next to each other at award shows, yeah. You know, so we really don't know. But I did think that that was weird, and I do think that it's weird that we don't see Blue Ivy and North together. Right, you think like you know that's that's uh, something that we like. Oh, hey, they both got kids around the same age, like. I don't know. Maybe they're not going to be rappers, or but maybe they could be something together. Yeah. Like think about them two together. How huge that would be at whatever they're doing. You know, yeah. like I don't know. So I guess we'll just have to wait and see how it unfolds. Yeah, and I never thought I'd care so much about celebrity kids. <laughs> For <laughs> real, <laughs> right? Care about yeah. like will Blue Ivy and North ever exactly. like hang out? Exactly. And I almost forgot that he had Yay had another daughter named Chicago. I totally forgot. You know, it's just like so much is happening that, you know, you forget. When Jay-Z has twin, twins? Yeah. And Pharrell twins. has triplets. Okay. Yeah. Jay-Z has twins. It's like, where are they? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, and I think that's genius. I think that's super genius. Yeah. They, they're really good at staying. And those two. Like, we've never even seen a Jay-Z wedding. Right? Weird. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. That's super crazy. So. Weird. Yeah. Big time. That's just going to be my life goal now. Like, I need to purchase a picture <laughs> yeah, of Jay-Z sure. and Beyonce's wedding. For sure. Um, it was funny. Like, today in all the all the Twitter, all the Twitter madness regarding mm-hmm. Kanye, uh, there were times, like, in the midst of all the political stuff, he's just tweeting pictures yeah, of, like, of saints. Saint. Yeah, yeah. I've seen it. Or just being, like, North had Yeah, a, exactly. A while, while people are, like, angry, he's yeah. like... Okay, hey man, I love this guy. <laughs> he was like, no, you're not supposed to be tweeting that. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I thought that was genius as well. Yeah. And, it, and, and that just proves more that, man, you just trying to spread love. You know, look at it in a different way, man. You're just spreading love, you know, in the most beautiful way. You know, and take it that way. And it'll be a lot easier to digest. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah. Uh, my Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, The Good Fridays, are coming out. And uh, it's a. Did that kind of blow your mind that that sound was what was following all the kind of uh, soul samples and back then when it was coming yeah. out? Yeah, man. Um, I I love that era. I think I was a, a more of a huge fan of just like layering the drums underneath the records. Like he was sampling like Ghostface Killer and like and layering those shake that body body let body and layering those drums under there was so genius to me and I've yet to figure out how to pull that off. And <laughs> next album, 
I'm that's where I'm I'm trying to get. I'm I'm trying to go back digging in the sample era and try to figure out how to do that. But man, that was everything for me. That's gonna it be was. that's gonna be pretty odd. Like yeah. that's that's your like odyssey. That's my that's my goal. I've been listening to Wu Tang since Monday, trying to just figure out where I want to go. I've never listened to Wu Tang before. I'm not afraid to say that. Yeah. I've never listened to him before just because my dad never had those albums. He had you know, a lot of Jay-Z albums. He had a lot of UGK albums, and that's kind of what I came up on. So now I'm able to go back and do my research, and that's that's kind of where I want to go with it. Nice. Mm-hmm. That's uh, I have a... I know I sat down at some point and listened to all of Wu Tang, but yeah. it, it never. I haven't gone back to it at all. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Who's the uh, the Cleveland guys? Um, I know you got Raekwon. I know you got Ghostface Killer. I know you got. Um, um, you want to chime in, Eric? Um, Inspector Dag. There you go. Not you know. Uh, you what's it? You got. Uh, you got uh, the RZA. RZA. Jizza. Uh huh. What's up? A, a Red Man, Method Man. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking of another group that's out of Cleveland. There was like two guys, um, Bone Thugs and Harmony. Oh, dude. That's who. You know what's that's <laughs> I always, crazy I always you think say about that. that. Together. That is crazy you just said that. Like, that was my very first cassette tape. Really? Dude, I was I was six years old, man. And that song used to come on the radio. Meet me at the crossroads. You're going to be lonely. And I used to sing it all the time, <laughs> man. And I and I came home and my mom had this tape. She's like, here, I got you something. And I looked at it. I was like, what? This I got a it. tape. And she had a, and she bought me a, a cassette player along with it. Man, I was jamming that thing in. And I never forget, <laughs> man. I was in third grade. And this was back when you had the little Walkmans. And you put the tape in. And it'll read you a book. And you're yeah. supposed to be reading the book yeah. to the tape, and me and my friends said, "Time with that, man." We put the bone thug in there, and we were just like reading the book, man. And my teacher <laughs> took it, and I never got it back, man. What? Pissed. That's crazy. You bring up bone thugs, though. Uh-huh. That that was my first introduction into music. Wow. Yeah. So that's crazy. Wow. That's crazy. And on the cassettes. On the cassette. I'm 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 speaking my age right now. I'm trying to think what cassettes <laughs> I had. I had like Disney movie cassettes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like there was a girl I was trying to in fourth grade I had a crush on a girl and she oh. loved Spice Girls. Oh, so man, I, I remember like, that the, the Spice Girls cassettes. <laughs> For sure. And I was like rocking that. Man, that's crazy. That is crazy. It works. <laughs> it works. We found the common ground. <laughs> For sure. God, my I can fir- dig that. My first CD was a uh, TLC "Don't Go Chasing Waterfalls," wow. but like the single, <laughs> so it's just like four different versions of wow. waterfalls. Wow, you know it's crazy. You bring up singles. I think my second tape was the Marshall Mathers EP. I think it was a demo to it though. Some guy Whoa. was just handing them out at the parade. Whoa! And I had jammed it. I never told my parents I had it though. It was some bad Whoa. stuff in there. So I just jammed it on my own time, man. I never forget that. Yeah, those early days of Eminem and like being dude. a kid that Ooh. had that album, dude. like can't let my parents hear dude. this, dude, at all, dude. And then like I think when when I was coming up, it was all about who could spit the nowadays. Everybody want to talk, but they got something to say when it comes out when they move the lips. Like whoever could do that was the man. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. I studied it to the T. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. I crazy. remember being in middle school and just seeing kids that could like rap along with it, being like, "Oh wow!" Yeah, nah, I couldn't rap, but I knew that. I knew that that hook right there. <laughs> I knew that one for sure. <laughs> Big time, man. Uh, well, so my beautiful dark twisted fantasy comes mm-hmm. out. What uh, what 
tracks stood out to you when it when it hit? Um, well, of course, when I heard Power, that was on the radio at the time. And when I heard Power, and when I when I heard him, and I'm a big fan of the word elements. And so when I heard him go into those elements, like you know, seeing like playing the samples coming in, and then you know, this will be a beautiful death. Like that for me. <laughs> Like hearing that extra, I never heard extra stuff like that in music. I never heard that much creativity. That for me, I was like, what is this? I don't know what this is, man. And then hearing the album just blew my mind, man. But I think Power uh, stood out for me. And then when I actually got the album, I have it on vinyl too. I'm going to brag about that. Um, when I actually got the album, Devil in a New Dress was everything to me. That was one of the coldest Rick Ross verses of all time. That's so good. All time. And um, there was another one that I like. I like the whole album. Monster was good. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, of course, the whole album. But uh, oh, Runaway. Runaway for me. Um, I'm trying to see which record on Judas that I mimic. I can't remember. But I I, I remember sending my producer like, yo, listen to Runaway again, and then just <laughs> put a spin on it. You know. Yeah. So that for me was everything. I'm a huge Pusha T fan as well. So. Do you, uh, do you know the story behind Pusha T's verse on Runaway? No. So when they're all in Hawaii recording okay, and remember that. writing everything and doing yeah. everything, uh, Kanye's like, you know, I need a verse yeah. from you for Runaway. Yeah. And Pusha gives him one as like, great. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, uh, Sounds about right. Kanye looks at it and is like, no. He's like, go rewrite it. And he's like, douchier. Make it douchier. And Pusha goes and rewrites and comes back and he's like, here you go, man. <laughs> and Kanye's like, no. Twice. Go rewrite it. Douchier. <laughs> oh and it was something where like all day, Pusha just had to keep going and like he wow. made him just redo. And they're all playing basketball. They're all making music. And yeah. Pusha's just sitting there like writing, bringing it back, having to go back, rewrite. Wow. And he said that the that. thing that was going on was that he had just ruined a relationship by being too much of like the celeb douchebag. Pusha or Ye? Pusha. Okay. So that he had kind of been avoiding going to that place, but Ye kept making him go back go and there, rewrite it. And then that's the influence yeah. just came in. Wow. Yeah. I'm gonna listen to that song with a whole different perspective now. Yeah, it's so no. cool. Like I get so excited because I used to love that verse just in general. Yeah. And then uh bag comes with the price tag you should face it yeah you should leave if you can't accept the basics, basics. like yeah yeah <laughs> it's so truthful i remember using that verse in a relationship you know it's like <laughs> dude that that album came out and i was in a bad place in my life i'm not gonna lie i was in a it was in a horrible place i was in a situation that i did not want to be in and i remember listening to that album and i was i would reference it every argument you know it's like i'm a douchebag i'm an asshole like what what are you gonna do about it <laughs> run away <laughs> yeah and so run that, away <laughs> that album sticks with me but that's crazy. I never knew that story. Yeah. Thank you, man. It's that's crazy. One of my one of my favorites. <laughs> um, and then going into Yeezus. Okay. Did you have any resistance to Yeezus when it came out, or were you on board immediately? Um, I didn't get it at first. Uh, I think the first night I listened to it, I was mad because <laughs> I had this date, and she invited her sister over, and so the date went blah because her sister's there and so I laid on the ground listening to the Yeezus album on the ground while them two slept in the bed 
and I'm listening to the whole thing loud. <laughs> well, I, at this this time, the Dre beats had just came out, and I had like the pros, and you could hear them through the headphones. I'm like <laughs> cranking it up, and uh, I got down to um, Bound, Bound to, and yeah. and um, I was like, okay, I gotta re-listen to this. I think this is this is what we do. Don't tell your mom shit. And I was like, yeah, this album's for me. And I, and I went back and I listened to it again, man. And I, it's definitely an album that sticks with me. Yes. Yeah, any sure. any key moments? Um, uh, 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 um, New Slaves for me was um, a dope record, just because it didn't have any drums in it, and, and he showed his creativity of just like playing notes. You know, I never knew I could be so addicted to just a sound. Like that for me was crazy, you know. And you know him displaying everything on the buildings, even though I did not get to see it because they shut it down in Austin. I was super pissed. But him displaying his face on these buildings and on these walls was everything for me, man. Um, Can't hold my liquor was another favorite. Um, I love, I love Bon Iver. I love Bon Iver. Like. Um, I remember listening to Bon Iver the first time um, I was on an airplane, went to Atlanta, and that's all I listened to in the air. You know, I thought that was a crazy moment for me. So, but um, that's a trip because it's such an atmospheric album. Like his uh, his self titled, mm-hmm. or his for Emma. Cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, they're both like just so. Yeah, and and, and I never knew that. Um, What's the record that's on My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy that's also on his album? Um, oh, uh, Lost in the World? Yeah, I never yeah. knew that, that there was an original version of that until I went and listened. I was like, what? And it's crazy. Like, it builds up <laughs> yeah. this crazy sound. Yeah, yeah, that was everything to me. Yeah. Everything. Do you like uh, Do you like 22 a million? Dude, <laughs> let's not talk about that. <laughs> let's not talk about that. Um, That's a whole other. I, I started, you know, when that album came out, I, I sent a lot of those records to my producer to sample. Yeah. And I have a lot of stuff that a lot of people haven't heard um, that has samples in it of that record. I'm, I'm, not, I'm trying to put them out. We're trying to figure out creative ways to release that music. But yeah. yeah. There's, I love that. Uh, there's a guy I need to set up a story with who was a writer on one of the records on 22 a million. Whoa. And I'm just like, I'm very excited to just yeah. kind of talk with him about yeah. the Kanye world, but then the Bonavera then jump world. Then jump into that, that'd be crazy. Yeah, because that album's just... Yeah, and what he does with his vocals is just... It seems so easy, and it's not. <laughs> as, a, as an artist trying yeah. to go in there and mimic that, nope, 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 nope. <laughs> Think again, so... I love that though, man. I love, I love, you know that that creativity in his voice. I love how he makes auto tune something cool and not something like, oh, you need auto tune because you can't sing. Right. You know, nah, it's not about that. It's it's just about the creative layers of using it. You know, and so the flexibility that mm-hmm. it gives to. Yeah, definitely, definitely, uh, definitely. Yeah, that's uh his use of Bonavere both on My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy and then on Jesus. Mm-hmm. Jesus, yeah. Crazy, which that was. Was there any on Life of Pablo? I was gonna say, I think that's my one regret of Life of Pablo that there's not Bonavere showing up and blowing my mind. That's crazy. Maybe on this new one. Fingers crossed. Maybe. Maybe. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. What uh, the news of all the albums coming out? Yeah. How what? Pusha. Yeah, that's that's that one. I'm so ready for Pusha's album. I'm I'm glad that he's helping Tiana as well. Uh, I think last album he didn't shed a lot of light on her and help her out a little bit. So I'm glad that he's um, because she's very talented Mm. and um, I think she just needs some kind of creative spin on her music. So I'm glad he's doing that. Um, 
Kid Cudi and Kanye on the same album. Like, I don't even know what to think. I don't know what to expect, but I'm ready for it. Um, and then he's doing a supposed to be doing a Nas album. Yeah, and I'm all the way in for that. Like, what? Yeah, man. I'm all. And a lot of people, you know, a lot of people say Nas doesn't know how to pick beats. You know, that goes around a lot. Like, oh, Nas is horrible at picking beats and all of this. <laughs> I was like, no, he's not, man. He he's he's just he has his own story and his own thing going on in his head that. It's not all about the production. Nas wants you to hear what he's saying in his yeah. lyrics, and that's what matters the most. I'm excited about all of them. Honestly, yeah. I am. Yeah, because what's Kanye... Kanye solo producing all of these is insane. Yeah, that's... And just, what's he do with Nas? Like, what's he do... What's he do with Push? Yeah. That, that's my thing. Like, because Kanye is... is his specialty is, is, is soul samples. So, I don't know. I... I I have no, I have no idea. I'm, I'm just waiting, like the kid on Christmas, honestly. <laughs> Push on a bunch of soul samples. On a soul, like you don't hear that a lot, you know. You know, I think we're used to hearing clips, and I think we're used to hearing Push on, you know, you know Pharrell's records, and we're used to hearing. Although we do have, did New God Flow had a Ghostface sample in it? Yeah. That was kind of a sample, but I don't think it was so much soulful. So uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I have no clue, but I'm ready. I am ready. It's gonna be, it's gonna be a good May. It's gonna be a good June. Yeah, and you know what's crazy is that he's dropping two albums in June, and my daughter's turning two in June. Ah. That's that was everything for me. You're just like so. He better stick with the plan. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's some nice synchronicity. Yeah, just like stick with it. Here you yeah. go, like happy birthday! I got exactly. you. These, I got you these Kanye. I got you these Kanye. Oh, I'm albums. doing that. I'm definitely doing that. <laughs> Hopefully, yeah. there's a physical. I like physical yeah. copies I do. of things, I which do. I bothered you guys about. Like, can I get the Judas? Yeah, CD? definitely, man. Definitely, and we were going to get that to you regardless. But there not being any Life of Pablo CD, I was just like, oh, wow, I never thought of that. And I think he tweeted that out, didn't he? I'm yeah. not doing any more hard copies. Yeah. Why? Like, yeah. Give me the give me the art. Give me give me that thing to have in my hands. We gotta we gotta just start eat, just tweeting at him. <laughs> <Non-stop, laughs> That's on the hour do. every hour. That's yeah. uh, but I do love the fact that he kind of stuck to his guns with the Yeezus case, where he's like, "This is the death of the album." Yeah. And or the death of the CD. Of the CD. And then he just, and then he just boom. I'm like, well, I admire your conviction. But can <laughs> I just can I get it? Yeah, can I just a vinyl or something? Give me something. Yeah. What uh, you eventually like got into Yeezus and liked mm-hmm. Yeezus when Life of Pablo came out. Same kind of Yeezus response or more um, beautiful dark twisted fantasy. I, I think uh, the Life of Pablo was a little bit more different because he he released shoes with it, mm. and and I'm a big shoe connoisseur and. Um, I think that made me like it even more, you know, just seeing the way that he released everything together. Um, that first record was, I played it on repeat for a while. You know, it, it touched me, you know, it, it definitely touched me. And hearing that choir build up, you yeah. know what I'm saying? And you kind of got to hear this Kanye that you'd never heard before, you know, and that was everything for me, you know, and then going into track two and then taking that, because it was, it was built off a sample. Um, and then it went into Designer, you know, um, Designer's record, which was very creative for yeah. me. Um, but I, I definitely think it was a little bit different than listening to Yeezus. I don't. I, I wouldn't say Yeezus was hard to digest. I definitely think it was just like trying to get used to something different. Yeah. Um, and, and that's all it was. Because once I got used to it, oh boy, 
<laughs> it was bad, you know. And, and and Kanye, that that's what that was an era for him and Yeezus where it was like I think he said like, oh y'all don't want to let me play. All right, well you better hope the ball doesn't roll to me or I'm gonna keep shooting. You know what I'm saying? And and, and that and that for me was like, all right, cool, yeah, this is me. Like if you don't like my music, if you don't like me, then whatever. I'm still gonna keep doing it. And that was in that era of life, so it helped me get through that time. So yeah, it's funny how Kanye albums are so kind of era driven in our own lives yeah like you can think of each album and think about like this period where you life. were yeah where you were man and I, it's almost crazy. never the same yeah definitely and that's that's crazy even even in your attire you know even oh, yeah. in like the way you know you, you would you dress at the time like you know i've always like mimicked him and tried to be like him in, in all kinds of stuff and you know if you listen to I don't know, graduation, you know, you be wearing shutter shades and <laughs> you know, and stuff like that. And then do you listen to Yeezus and you wearing skinny leather joggers? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's 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 definitely a process, man. But I think he does that well. And now you're wearing sweatshirts and shorts with wave runners. Like yeah. he definitely pushes you to 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 be um, you know, more comfortable. It's, with yourself since I got the first pair of Yeezys mm -hmm. I feel like if I just have on like a t-shirt and gym shorts and I put on the Yeezys no matter what you wear yeah like conversation. I suddenly, I'm suddenly like a little bit more like fashionable exactly, exactly. And, and and the gift and we talked about this earlier and, and the gift and curse of it is like it's a conversation starter you know people will come up and admire that you have a pair of X amount of dollars <laughs> sneakers on and that makes two people talk, two strangers talk to each other, you know, and look at what that's creating. He's spreading love through his attire, through his sneakers, you know, without even have to do anything. Like, that's the big picture of everything. So It's crazy. Like, the music yeah. brings people together, the fashion brings people together. Yeah. And that shows just the potential mm -hmm. that these things have. They're not just products. I mean, they can be. Yeah, that's true. But, like... They can be. I don't know. There's there's always a good side and a dark side to things, mm -hmm. and it Definitely. seems like he's kind of trying to do things in yeah. more of the mm -hmm. the good side. Definitely, and, and and he's trying to make things more affordable as well. Um, you know, as I remember when the the Yeezys came out, as far as with Nike, no one could afford those things. You know, I had to spend a whole check, you know, trying to get that stuff. And so now that you know he signed with Adidas, things are starting to light up. You know it's going to take him some time to get where he wants to get. I think yeah. he's trying to get on like a Shaquille O'Neal Walmart level, but it's going to take a while. Um, but you know I think that's the cool part of it. He wants everyone to have a pair of Yeezys. Yeah, he tweeted that out one time. That was cool. What uh, he said today that there's 160 jobs available at Yeezy. Oh yeah, 159 now. Uh, yeah, you see Ebro. Ebro. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> got in a text with him and was like, yo, man, this and that, this and that. I need a job at Yeezy. He's like, done. The Ebro thing's so confusing to me. It is. He's been like, I love Kanye, all about, mm -hmm. like, I'm explaining, and then he'll shit talk him. Yeah, and he bashed him. He said something like, he'll never be real as Jay-Z. He'll never out-truth J. Cole. He'll never be able to rap out-rap Kendrick. And I can't remember what the last Drake. one was. Oh, and he'll never be able to out-hit Jake. Drake. Have you heard Stronger? Right. Do you see the numbers on Stronger? Right. This man has plenty of hits. This man has hits that he's not even on that he just produced. Yeah. Like don't 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 do that talk. He, he's not trying to make hits at this yeah, point. Drake exactly. wants hits. That's all Drake wants. Exactly. Exactly. And I love Drake. You know, he's, I love all of the, the the artists he mentioned. But 
he he was stating it as if Kanye was worried about those things. Yeah, desperate too. Yeah, like. I don't think he's worried about any of that. I think he's worried <laughs> no. about spreading love, um, tr- trying to figure out how Yeezy can hit a billion as a brand and and push creators to be creative in their own ways. That's what I get from it. I agree with that 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, just a top three albums, Kanye albums. Top three Kanye albums. Okay, so we're going to start with three. Okay. Dramatic. <laughs> Make it dramatic. And I'm going to say Yeezus. Okay. Because I was in this place... Um, Personally, I was in a place where I needed some type of guidance and I needed um, something to get me over the hill at the time in place I was in. I didn't have a lot of money. I was working at a job making $10 an hour and I just wasn't happy with where my life was. And hearing that album made me feel like, all right, man, it doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter what people think of you. Like, do whatever you have to do to get where you need to go. And that's what that album done for me. Um, Two, I'm going to say Graduation. I was in college. This was 2007. And um, this album came out, man. And I remember skipping class all day. (laughs) And I didn't have money. I didn't have money then, so I got it off of uh, Pirate Bay. And um, those that are not familiar with Pirate Bay is the site where you could yeah anyway <laughs> um <laughs> and I, I got the album there and i jammed it man and, and everything from it from from start to finish was everything to me man um i eventually dropped out after a half a semester um and started pursuing my music because of that album itself um and especially the artwork from takashi um it was it was everything um i tried more comedy it was it was crazy. I tried to interview him. I was going to Japan. Whoa. And I was like, I'm going to be in Japan. Can I <laughs> Can I please interview him? And yeah. they're like, he doesn't feel like he could adequately speak English to conduct oh. the interview. And then I just see this motherfucker's Instagram posts. They're all in English. <laughs> I see him doing like 30 minute interviews with people yeah. all in English. Yeah. And I'm just yep, like, yep, yep. that's a very polite blow off. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. But like, do you think I'm not going to watch <laughs> exactly. a single video? Or like, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. But that album was everything. I'm not going to say I know it word for word, but I might know it word for word. Do you got the, the glory down word for word? This is the glory. Maybe. I'm not going to put myself on the spot, though. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, of course, number one, I don't think you know we have to even test that, but would be My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy um, just because of where it took me as an artist and how it made me feel as an individual and a listener. Um, I had never heard anything like that. It was next level. Um, he implicated choirs. He implicated... Uh, different samples um it took me forever to even know that that was Nicki Minaj at the beginning of the album um to the to the features he chose and getting Graekwon and and and, and people of, of that era on the album to the guitars and the pianos and the short film and him raising the doors on what was that a Diablo and getting out and picking up whatever he picked up bird whatever it was his 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 fantasy and just seeing that man as an artist and playing the npc and her dancing and them grooving to it was everything for me man and that sold me as an artist and made me want 
to continue to pursue music and look to him as an advisor or look to him, as you said, a blueprint of where I wanted to go as an artist. And, and that's why that will probably be um, my favorite album of all time forever. Yeah, because that's something really, especially at the point that you're at where three years earlier you make the decision to leave school. Mm -hmm. You're like, I'm pursuing music full time. And you mm -hmm. already have the inspiration in your head mm -hmm. of college dropout, late registration, yes. graduation, mm -hmm. all, all the other guys. But Kanye's yeah. kind of that next level ahead of the curve when it comes to all the production Definitely. stuff. Definitely. And then when you hear My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, it's like whatever ceiling you thought that was there... <laughs> or whatever height you thought you had to get to, yeah. there's now suddenly like a whole other galaxy that yeah. you have to get into. Definitely, definitely, and it, it's crazy, man. It, it's 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 crazy. Everything that was put into it, you know, and going back and doing your research and and, and reading up on everything that he did as far as crafting that that body of work together um, was just everything, man. It was everything to me. And I will always use that as a base of like, all right, what can I do, you know, not to steal, but what can I do to, you know, push the envelope a little bit? Yeah, which yeah. a weird, I've been writing poetry since I was 14. Oh, wow. And uh, that's how I started rapping, actually. Yeah. The poetry, second yeah. grade, we were, we were practicing poetry and making words rhyme at the time. And that's when I was like, I like this. <laughs> I like uh, this. So that's great. I like that. that. I like that little moment. Make words rhyme at the time. Oh wow! Like, you know, yeah, hey, you know, busting the rhyme I'm right there. My, I'm in my yay mode here. <laughs> <laughs> but like uh, T. S. Eliot's The Wasteland. I just okay. constantly go back, and everything I'm writing, I'm like, where can I pull from The Wasteland? Gotcha. How does this compare to The Wasteland? Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's nice to kind of have that thing that's your kind of your greatest opponent. Yeah. That you're always going to come back to. Like, Definitely. can I top you? Can I top you? Definitely. And I think that's going to be hard to top to top Judith. I think right now that's my biggest fear. Um, I've actually um, invested in my own studio in my house. Um, it's 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 a lot easier taking that I have a two year old and that I need to be around her as much as I can. That, yeah. That's that's huge for me. Um, and so I, I have a studio downstairs, and so I've been just you know casually trying to figure out which direction um, I want to go in, and it's like man. How am I going to do this? <laughs> How am I going to top this album? This is really good. Not to, to my own horn, but I, I spent a lot of time no, on that album. It's really fucking good. Yeah, thank you. Like, thank I'll, you. I'll toot the horn. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. And so, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But I think that's the challenge of it. It's like, it's like you can do it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's just knowing that it's just that process of yeah. taking those steps and being yeah. like, yes, Definitely. yes, no, no. Mm -hmm. And just following that path. Exactly. Um, five favorite Kanye tracks. Ooh, um, can be top five or it could just be okay. Five. I, I don't know top five. I'm just gonna like randomly throw them out there. Um, how about this? How about I start from? I'm gonna say all falls down. That that kind of like put me in a perspective as an artist. Um, drive slow. That one for me. Hearing Paul Wall and GLC on that record was everything and, and I remember me and my cousin used to laugh at he said something about how many TVs he had in his car and GLC <laughs> was like that don't make no sense and we used to laugh like crazy at that um what else uh Big Brother was uh definitely a, a, a top one for me um 
uh, um, um, what was that? In the night, I hear him call. What was that? What was the only story ever told? Somewhere far along this world, he lost his soul. A woman so heartless is for. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it'd get there. Yeah, the visual, the visuals to that were everything. Hype um, I'm gonna name six. I know I was supposed to name five, and I'm gonna name six How dare because you. How because dare there's you. no way I could leave out um, "Devil in a New Dress." Mm. Um, that record whew, was yeah. everything to me, man. The yeah. sample and everything. And I'm gonna go with my number one track it would be "Runaway," um, just because I used to listen to that song, man. When I was in a place where I felt like giving up. Period. Not even on music. Period. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't want to do it, man. And I used to listen to that song, man. And I was like, it is okay, man. You're good. Like you're good. You're, everything's gonna be fine. You got to keep pushing. You got to keep going to where you want to go, man. And hey, I'm here. I got a. I got an album out. Got a beautiful daughter. I got a family. Yeah. And it paid off. Yeah, it's amazing, yeah. like, as dark as things can seem at times, when you just give it time. Yeah. And just give it space. Definitely. How you can come through and be like, this is where I'm at now. For this sure. is nice. For sure, for sure. But at the time, it's really... Oh my gosh, it was shitty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. It was, man. But, um, yeah, we made it. Yeah, we made it. <laughs> yeah, we made it, man. Um yeah, dude, oh, dude, dude, uh, definitely. Speaking of making, I think we made it to the last call. So you get okay. uh, you get your uninterrupted period of time to okay. say whatever you want to say about okay anything you want to say. You could talk uh, about. I'm gonna whatever. just ramble. Yeah. Um, first thing I'm gonna say is, um, you know, I've been a fan of Kanye for a long time since I want to say eighth grade. Um, hearing. You know, through the wire and all falls down and things like that. Um, I think as listeners, we need to remember that this man is a genius, you know. And if you don't agree with that, then that's fine, you know. But in this time in America, man, we need to really capitalize on spreading love. You know, there's a lot that's going on, you know, and it's scary, you know, especially for African Americans. And we just need to remember that if someone is trying to spread love, then essentially just let them create in their own space and in their own zone and not judge from what you see, but judge from the bigger picture and the bigger size of things. You may not agree with everything that they're doing. And I'm speaking not even only on Kanye, I'm speaking on anything in life like continue to accept people you know for what they are and who they are um even if you don't agree with them and find aspects and different small things about them and traits to love you know um another thing i want to say is i got a pretty sweet album out called judith and i'd like for everybody to listen to it um if you haven't, you know, just go to Spotify or go to iTunes or go to SoundCloud or go to whatever it is you have, Tidal, which I would prefer, um, and type in D-E-E-Z-I-E Brown. The album is entitled Judith. I worked on it for two years and it's out and I want you to listen to it. And if you don't like it, I want you to send it to somebody that might like it. 
And if they don't like it, I want you to tell them to send it to somebody that might like it. <laughs> um, another thing I want to say, and I'm going to close out, is I'm working on a new album. It is called, I don't know what it's called yet. Actually, I do, but I don't want to say it yet, just because I changed my mind a lot. Um, and I hope that you guys remain fan fans and remain um, you know, loyal to the music you love. Um, continue to listen to Kanye. Continue to, um, you know, stay loyal to the things that you believe in. Continue to create and continue to spread love. Most importantly, because tomorrow is not promised, man. And we have to remember that this life we live in is extremely short. Um, and you want to do the best that you can while you are here. Signing off, um, my name is DZ Brown, and this is the Kanye Podcast. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.